Hello and welcome to Into the Basement. This is Jessica Hanna. And I'm Adrian Hanna. And tonight we're going to continue the saga of the Dippolitos. Such a great last name. Why do, why do you think it's a great last name? I don't know. It's just fun to say. The Dippolitos. Dippolitos. Like Dippolitos <laughs> Pizza. It kind of does kind of sound like they should have a pizza joint, doesn't it? Uh-huh. Hey, we're the Dippolitos. Or Dippolitos Garage or I don't know. Well. Dippolitos Funhouse. <laughs> Dippolitos Finance. No. <laughs> But that's only because I'm biased because of the first part of this story. Dippolito's um, massage parlor? <laughs> uh, no. No? I don't, I don't think so. No? Well, no. you know that with Dahlia's. Yes. I, yeah. yeah. But I'm tired of Dahlia and, and I'm tired of Dahlia. Mike is fine. I'm sick of Dahlia. I'm ready to be done. So I'm very happy that we're done with this. This is our last piece on them. Uh, it's been a rough month of research. There, It's not like it's that complicated and the case isn't even that rough, but I'm just tired of them. I bet. Well, with that, let's uh, let's continue on with the uh, with the saga. Alrighty. So when we left the story last time, we had just learned, or Mike had just learned. We all kind of knew that she was that Dahlia was the worst. Well, I mean, we figured. <laughs> Mike had just been woken by the police at about six o'clock in the morning, who let him know that his wife Dahlia was wanted to have him killed, and. He was not that shocked, to be honest, if I remember. (laughs) (laughs) He had said, he'd even said to himself, oh, of course she, of course she's trying to kill me. So, but then again, you might be asking yourself why the police knew. Well, I mean, I think I've watched enough of these programs with you that uh, I know that there was probably some kind of sting operation, like a fake contract killer that worked for the police or something like that. It was, in fact, that, that her hitman was a police officer. Gotcha. But, okay, so it all started about five days earlier. Well, it all started way back when they got married, but let's be honest. The actual timeline is five days earlier. On the July transaction 30th. with the with the uh, contract killer yes. started five days. Started five days earlier, yes. Um, on July 31st, this was a Friday, a man called the police saying he was concerned that his friend Delilah wanted to have her husband murdered. He, his name, the informant's name was Mohammed. It wasn't Mike. Just wait a second. <laughs> his name was Mohammed Shahade, known to his friends as Mo or Mike. <laughs> People in Florida, man, they're just... <laughs> they're just called Mike? Just Well, I was going to say they're the most unoriginal people of all time but you know that works too well muhammad was a 32 year old jordanian muslim who with a small empire of that's the, that's the term that they use a small empire of check cashing and convenience stores throughout boynton beach and the surrounding area he and dahlia had known each other for about 10 years and he knew her by her arabic name which is delilah that's why he called her delilah because that was essentially how she had introduced herself to him right because she wasn't like i said before she was a part egyptian and i think that she may have he may have asked her what her arabic name was and she told him it was delilah because he is a muslim from jordan that he was like yeah okay sure what's your arabic name and she was like delilah and he was like cool but she also may have made up that her name was delilah i don't know right um they had an on-again, on off-again sexual relationship for about 10 years. So basically, this was like a relationship. And probably many of our listeners have had this sort of relationship. Somebody who you have who you have just kind of hooked up with when you saw them. Like, you know, you go home from for break or something at college or something. And you see somebody you went to high school with. And you're, nobody's dating anybody. And you kind of go off together. Sure, you know? It's sure, like, yeah. But they just, like, they weren't that close. They never actually spent an overnight together. They were literally just hookups buddies um he didn't even know her last name which i think is very odd it could be that he was lying by when saying he didn't know her last name but but he was like i don't even know her last name um because despite this 
like seeming ca- seemingly casual relationship they had, Delilah was felt like she could open up to him. So every time she saw him, she would basically fill him in on her life. She would tell him about the guy she was seeing. So she told him about the architect in New York. Mm-hmm. She told him about, you know, her escort business in California. Um, and of course, she told him about her new husband, Mike. Um, now she didn't describe Mike as being a good guy. Right. She described Mike as being violent and abusive. And she said he was both taking and dealing steroids and that it was concerning for her because she didn't want to be part of that lifestyle. And so Muhammad said, why don't you leave him? And she said, like you would. Yeah. And she said that Mike would kill her if she left. Mm. So she wanted to get him busted for these drugs so that she could essentially be out of this relationship. Now, I want to tell you guys that I want to remind you guys that Dahlia and Mike were married at the end of January of 2009. Dahlia told Mohammed this in early March 2009. Oh, wow. So, So, like, right away. Like, right away. This is not, like... They're like, she's immediately like, I want to get rid of Mike. Like there's not like we thought before we last last episode, we were like, wow, she's working fast. Mm -hmm. She was working very fast, real fast. Like there was like, she just wanted him gone Mm -hmm. immediately. So like she thought that he had like a ton of money and was thinking, oh, I'll just marry him and get all his money. I think that, I thing. think that's legitimately what she thought. Yep. Yeah. So Mohammed, because he was a pretty decent guy, wanted to decide, put her in touch with a, with a narcotics policeman that he knew. Um, but this person worked in Palm Beach, hmm. and, but she, he did put them in touch and they did meet. And she told him the scenario with Mike, that he was dealing steroids out of the gym by her house, that she was very concerned about his drug use. And he basically said that he would help her out, but she kept offering to give him money to help her out. And he was, of course, a police officer. So he was like, I... First of all, I'm already getting paid to do this. I don't need you to pay me. Please stop doing this. This and, will hurt our case later if we yeah. actually get a case. And she was, but then she kept offering. So he actually cut off contact with her because she was so adamant that he assist her. But then he, but he also did tell her that if she wanted to get her husband in trouble, that she should contact the Boynton Beach police, which was near her, near her home. Right. He, he and actually had jurisdiction. And actually had jurisdiction. Gotcha. Exactly. So... In addition to Mohammed kind of hooking her up with this police officer, she he had been taking Xanax for the entire time she knew him. And so she asked him if she could have some of his Xanax. This okay, was okay. right around the time that of the incident in Palm Beach when the next day Mike found the pouch of powder in his gas, mm-hmm. in the, by yeah. his gas um, spout or whatever. Um this is, he doesn't outright say this, but he, it seems to kind of imply that this was the drugs that, sh- that were found. That right. The crushed up Xanax or pills or whatever were the ones that were found in Mike's car. Um, he also confirmed that Dahlia had set Mike up to be searched outside of City Place um, by having a friend call in an, in an anonymous complaint. And apparently, she had had a friend call in an anonymous complaint. And apparently, according to Muhammad, there had actually been a third attempt to have Mike searched, his car searched, but Mike missed the, like Mike was gone before the police got there. Mm. So there could have been another incident, which is good. I mean, it's bad for Mike, but it's also good because it would have been good, probably okay for Mike because he was at, by that point, carrying around, you know, the paperwork of all the incidences in his glove box, as we talked about last time. So- 
basically Dahlia was just like trying to get him put away for drugs. In the worst possible way. In the worst possible way. <laughs> so sometime in late March. So this is what this is what Muhammad is telling the police. Right. I just wanted you know to reiterate that that he came to the police and he said this is this, this chick, is what I know and this is what's been going on. So sometime in in late March, Muhammad had asked Dahlia to co-sign a car loan for him, mm-hmm. but she for some reason didn't want her name on a car loan, so she just took thirty eight thousand dollars and bought him a Range Rover. Okay. I mean, it was used, but nonetheless, she bought him a Range Rover. She told him later that this was money she was supposed to be saving for Mike's restitution. Right. This is legit. She's taking this $191,000 that she is supposed to have or $100,000 she's supposed to have for Mike. And instead of putting it towards this check to pay off his restitution, she's buying some guy that she knows and probably is having sex with. A Range Rover. A Range Rover. Yeah. Um, it's hard to say what else she spent it on, but I assume it's a bunch of bullshit. Oh, you yeah, know? for I'm sure. I'm sure she went shopping, and I'm sure she got her nails done, and I'm sure her hair was beautiful and perfect, and I'm sure she had great clothes and whatever. And I'm sure Mike thought that this was all coming from her selling houses, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Because that's what she... Or, you know, whatever... Massage Massage parlor thing Escorting she was doing. Yeah. So, anyway. So, around that time that she bought him the car, she called him up desperately needing to see him and she met so she met him at a store his cousin had a had like a clothing store that they were all hanging out at and she met him down there and this was in like a the heart of like a they like a i don't want to say ghetto neighborhood but a bad neighborhood like a like a dangerous neighborhood to be in um and she began talking about how bad her situation was and how it kept getting worse and how she she was like getting really frantic and really like crazy and like almost yelling in the store about how Mike needed to die and how she needed somebody to kill him and she needed Muhammad to find her somebody who could kill him right and all this stuff and while she's throwing this tantrum in this store there's a group of guys from a gang who overhear it and they're like what let's let's get involved let's talk yeah so they all go outside of the store and they're like trying to find out if she's super serious about this and mm-hmm. like mohammed and his cousin are like she's not serious don't worry guys you don't have to do anything you know like that sort <laughs> right. of stuff and she's like no i will give you thirty thousand dollars or the title to mohammed's range rover because of course Whoa. she bought it so yeah 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 yeah. that's messed up yeah she i'll either give you cash or that guy's car well you know she technically she bought it well i know technically but, but like <laughs> i mean i'm not saying it's right i'm right. just saying that so she tells them that if they kill her husband she'll give him 30k or this range rover and the guys are like all right we're interested in so they take her like they she gets into their car and to go drive past her house to kind of check the place out and scope it out right and Muhammad's like, I didn't think she was coming back. I thought she was, I thought they were going to kill her. Like they were, <laughs> he was convinced that she wasn't coming back. Right. They came back and the lead guy, the lead, the gang leader uh-huh. was like, he was shaking his head and he was like, that bitch is crazy. And like, he didn't even want, right. he was like, nope, we are not I doing w- that job. I want no part in this. <laughs> like he said the house. Not- <laughs> All right, guys, get your stuff. We're moving. <laughs> we're going to go be a gang somewhere else. <laughs> 
she like freaked them out. But also part of it was that she was she had brought them to their house. But her and Mike had security system alarms, like cameras all over the place because Mike was paranoid. Right, of because all somebody's this shit been that trying they... to has been planting <laughs> drugs on him, trying to get him busted. Absolutely. Apparently, there even been talk about getting a guard dog, which <laughs> like Mike was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I'm going to protect myself, right? right? So these guys were like, first of all, this bitch is crazy, and second of all. We are not going to risk it. There's clearly, you can't do it without getting caught. Right. Uh, so that happened, but she did have this guy's phone number. So that will come back in a couple of minutes. It won't, it's not the a huge thing, but gang leader, the gang leader's phone number. Gotcha. So, so on April 2nd, which was the culmination of the prison, the Spanish prison con where Mike lost all of his money for his restitution. Gotcha. Um, Dahlia placed, oh, not even a couple of minutes right now. She literally, that, that day on April 2nd, when Mike lost all his money, mm-hmm. she placed 13 unanswered calls to the gang leader. Wow. He didn't even answer the call. He was like, no, that, no, that woman is insane. And every subsequent time that she called, he got more fervently against answering the fucking phone. I guarantee it. But the only reason there's 13 unanswered calls and not like 192 is because he had his phone number changed after the 13th call. (laughs) He, it was just a, it was was a burner phone. phone. He dropped it in the the trash. He pulled the SIM and broke it and (laughs) threw it in the trash. So... But in addition to that, the next week, Mohammed, because he considered, he thought it was way too hot and he didn't know what, what the gang leader was going to do. He brought the Range Rover back. Right. He was like, "This no, I, no, I'm not dealing no, with thank this. You. This is too hot. This is too insane. I would like to cut all ties with this woman if I could. Unfortunately, thank you very much. he does not cut ties with her. Well, I mean, <laughs> she sounds like the kind of person who doesn't take no for an answer yeah. when it comes to cutting off ties. So, but like, I, mean, I don't want to see you anymore. Yes, you do. <laughs> It does sound like there was a bit of a couple of months before they actually connected again. So I have to go to Canada to check on my check cashing and convenience store (laughs) empire that's up there. I'll be back sometime. (laughs) And then like two months later, he was like walking through a mall and happened to run across her. And she's like, oh, you're back. Now I can call you and text you and and be clingy about you all the time now. It's really funny that you say that because um, he actually was traveling in the Middle East throughout May and June with his children. And so he did, he literally left the country, but it wasn't to Canada. It was (coughs) to the Middle East. But I like, so, but when she returned, when he returned, it may have been exactly what you said ran into each other at the mall or something because she started calling him up to 10 times a day. Jeez. She was just crazy. Yeah. And during this time, she offered to give him $5,000 to buy a gun for her off the street. Yeah. Uh, nope. <laughs> it's obnoxious, right? So then nothing really through the rest of July besides, you know, crazy phone calls and probably a couple of hookups or something. Mm-hmm. On July 31st. Dahlia dropped what would be the final straw for Mohammed. okay? Okay. Earlier in the day, she'd found out that even with the house only in her name, Mike still had claim to it. We talked about this last time. Right. And that the lawyer who who did the, the deed was like, why are you guys doing this? This doesn't make any sense. Right. And so after that meeting, she called Mohammed desperate. She was ready to get someone to kill Mike, and she wanted it to happen now. And she said... So they met at a gas station and she is freaking out. I need to get I need to get somebody to, to kill him. You need to help me get somebody to kill him. Da, 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 da. And he's like, no, I am not going to get anybody to kill your husband. Stop with this shit. This is done. 
So he's like, hold on, let me go inside to get some cigarettes or candy or soda or tell my employees that they're fired or I don't know. And Hang on, I have to go inside for reasons that have nothing to do with you and you being crazy and I just want to get away from you. Oh God, bye. <laughs> but while she, so he, pull, he, he reaches over and he opens his glove box to get his wallet, right? And he just happens to also keep his gun in his glove box, okay? Oh. So he goes in, and when he comes back out, she's still in the car, but she goes, hey, I've got to go get something out of my car. And so she grabs her purse, and she starts going to the to, the, to her car, but he notices, because he's putting his wallet back into the glove box, that his gun's not there anymore. And he, so he's like, gets out of the car, and he's like, what the hell are you doing? Give me back my, give me back my shit. And she's like, what? I don't have your, I don't have your gun. What are you talking about? Because Dolly's the Dahlia lies. Mm-hmm. That's all Dahlia fucking does lie. I don't have your gun. I don't have your gun. And then he finally goes, give me my fucking gun back. And so she gives him his gun. And then he, he. Oh, how'd this get in here? Right. And he, but he doesn't just get mad at her for taking the gun. He gets mad at her because she just put her prints on a gun that she doesn't know what it's been used for. Mm-hmm. So he's mad at her for multiple reasons. But one of them is that she doesn't know the crimes he's done <laughs> with the gun that she just touched with her hands. Okay. So I, I love this guy. Cause he's like. I was like, bitch, what do you do put your hands on a gun that you don't know what, where it's been? I, I think this woman is trying to have her husband killed. Also, uh, I found this gun. It's got her <laughs> prints on it. I'm sure it can be linked to multiple crimes. <laughs> so he, this is this is it for him. He's absolutely sure that she is going either going to kill Mike on her own or have somebody, if it's not him, have somebody kill mm-hmm. Mike. So he calls an attorney. And his attorney, in kind, tells him to contact the police. For the love of God, call the police. Yes. So he calls up the cops he knows from Palm Beach, and they tell him to call Boynton Beach, because this is where this is happening, right? Right. So he leaves a message at Boynton Beach, and he hears back from a guy named Detective Brown on Friday evening. So... Was was Detective Brown's first name Mike? I don't know. I do not know if Detective Brown is... Let's just go with yes. (laughs) I do know that the other detectives in this case are not Michaels, though. But that they're not the... Don't worry. There's more Michaels in this case. (laughs) Um, Man, I thought there was a lot of Mikes in the last episode. (laughs) So they immediately... So they take it seriously right away, right? They're like... He, he's told them all this stuff. They've, he, they, he's told them that she's nutto. He's told them that she tried to take a gun from his car. He's told them that she has been des- acting desperate and a bit crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they take it seriously. And they sign him up to be a CI almost like on the spot. Before he left the, de- yeah. the department. And they also have him sign um, like so that they can record his... They can video record him and audio record him. Okay. So if that comes to like, pass. I don't, I don't, I mean like in, with like movies and stuff, it's called a release, but I don't know if that's what they call it with the police. It might I'm be sure it, like an affidavit. Well, I don't think it'd be, it. whatever. Whatever. They just have him sign something. He signed a thing that said that they could record him. It's unclear if, because later on he'll say that he didn't, he didn't think he would be video recorded. So he's unhappy later on when there, when there ends up being video. But whatever. His face is not shown. Right. So it's not really, you know. So He signed a thing. He should have had his lawyer look at it. So. Uh, Which is what we've, the advice we gave to Mike DiPolito the entire last episode. Yeah. Just have your lawyer look at it. And listen to your lawyer. Yeah. Listen to your lawyer. Listen to your lawyer. Yep. Unless he's, unless he's kind of an idiot. But if they're giving you like legit Yeah, good but advice, if he's an, if he's an idiot lawyer, you shouldn't, that shouldn't be your lawyer. Yeah. Okay. I mean like. 
yes, you have like a court appointed attorney or, you know, you go see somebody for the first time. But like, if you're going to have a lawyer, like, like, this is my lawyer. This is the guy I go to for all of my stuff. You should know whether or not he's an idiot about some stuff. We're getting way off topic. We're getting way, getting off topic. way cut off yeah. on a Anyways. very small detail in the story. So He signed a thing that said he could get recorded. He didn't know it was video recording, and he got mad about it later on, continuing the story. <laughs> so they took him around um, to where, because again, despite this close, like this, her openness with him, he didn't know where she lived. Right. I mean, why would he? He's not like, he's, yeah. he's not buddies with Mike and they're not like, they haven't been going, he hasn't been going over there and hanging out. Right. Um. So they are driving around his neighborhood and he, where Mohammed thinks she lives, but they don't find her house or her because, you know. Who knows what neighborhood they were going exactly. through. Exactly. So there's a sergeant in this case named Sheridan. Okay. Who is. Sergeant, not Mike Sheridan. Is very much like the boss of this investigation. and. Okay. I'm not really going to get into how, I don't think he screws it up, I think, but I do think he, he has ideas about this case that kind of mess up the, it's a very, this case gets weirder as it progresses and part of it is Sheridan's fault. Gotcha. So he like brought in some preconceived notions about things. No, and... no, he brought in some ideas about himself. Oh, okay. That were, anyway, so he tells, the Sheridan tells Mohammed to contact Dahlia when they can't find her. He tells him to contact Dahlia on his own with no recording in place. Right. And to kind of let her know that he's he's had a change of heart and that he is going to help her find someone to kill Mike. Um, and that she should bring a certain amount of money and a picture of her husband and da da da. So because there isn't any audio of this conversation, mm-hmm. I don't we don't know actually what happened in the right. conversation. So the next day, August first, Saturday, Mohammed meets with another detective, uh, Alex Moreno, another not Mike. Um, to set up a meeting with Dahlia. So he calls him, calls her up, set okay. up a meeting. And this is really not as important. At, this isn't important at all. But this is a really funny detail about this case. And I had to share it with you. That Mohammed warned them not to mic him on his underwear. Which is someplace that I guess is common for them to mic people. Okay. Because sometimes when da- Dahlia first saw him, she would immediately give him oral sex. Weird. Yeah. We call that the Dahlia handshake. <laughs> it's a very, like, I don't know if it's Muhammad just saying that. Uh-huh. Or if Dahlia really was like. Like a really weird, weird flex. Like, don't mic, don't mic my underwear because she might give me a blowjob. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's weird, right? She used to do that to me all the time. <laughs> it's, I mean. You'll understand when you see her. <laughs> so, also. During this conversation, or during this setup, during when they're setting him all up, they put a. Sorry for moving on so fast from the blowjob stuff. It's we have to move on. Yeah. So, um, so unbeknownst to Mohammed, this is this is when they set up. They set up a pinhole camera. Gotcha. In his in the back seat of his car. Oh, in a pocket of his shirt. Sorry, that he had hung on the back of his in the back seat of his car. In his so, pocket pocket protector. Nerd. So the camera angle is facing Dahlia. Okay. Okay. Now this is. Oh, hey, hey, Mike, thanks for meeting me. Hey, that's a really nice shirt. It's really weirdly placed, though. <laughs> so. Pay no attention to the camera in the shirt. I mean, the shirt. <laughs> so I'm going to read a little bit about this. I'm going to read quite a bit of this conversation, okay? Go on. All right. So there's no mention of any blowjobs happening either, which is kind of disappointing. I feel like I feel like the cops were like, 
what? <laughs> that sounds interesting. Let's put a camera in the car. <laughs> like maybe they only put the camera in the car so they could <laughs> get some. I don't know. That would be terrible, terrible police behavior. But also weird cop voyeurism. <laughs> but also the least bad stuff that we've seen some of the, some cops do. Anyway, so so Mohammed. This is where it picks up. Okay. Honestly, you're not worried about someone getting killed over that much money, Dahlia. It's not even over the fucking money. Like, you don't fucking get it. Like, it's not even about the fucking money. Like, you know, that money, we'll spend it in a fucking blink of an eye. It's not about the fucking money. Like, it's it's about, like, his fucking friends and all that other shit. Like, the thing is, like, okay, with his wife, like, she didn't have anything. They were, like, renting. So, like, divorcing her, it didn't matter. Like, me going and fucking filing for divorce, like, he'll come after my fucking ass. Period. And all his friends, like, he ran into another guy today at Target that was, like, organized crime or whatever. Also on probation. Like, he keeps running into all these fucking people, is what I'm saying to you. Like, he knows a lot of people. I have no clue what this means. I feel like she's insinuating that because he knows... The mic is connected. and he con- Connected people that, that if she tried to divorce him, he, he knew people who could, quote, unquote, take care of problems. All right. But so, whatever. I don't know. So he's trying to t- let her know. So he goes on and he's like, you know... She needs to leave town, but she, that she needs to not be a part of this, that it's going to, that no matter what, she's going to be on the run from now on if she shoots him, right? Mm -hmm. Or she gets, has him killed. But she's like, why would I leave town? I will, that would be obvious. That would make it, make it look obvious that Mm -hmm. I did it. So they start looking up, looking at, so then, then the subject changes. They start looking at pictures of Mike and start deciding what picture they should use. (laughs) So anyway. Oh, this one makes him look evil. Let's use that one. (laughs) Um, so Muhammad says to him, so, okay, after he's killed, whatever, your mom and all of them are not going to like, his mom is not going to get suspicious of you or anything like that. And Dahlia says, why me? Like, do, do you know what fucking killing somebody is? I don't, I don't understand that either. Yeah. Muhammad, if you say that, Dahlia, yeah, but killing somebody, come on. I mean, that's fucking, you know, like nobody's going to be able to point a finger at me, but I need him to say like, remember how you were asking me who is his enemy? Who's this? Who's that? There's this guy that like fucking hates him, hates him, hates him. Like he snitched them out. Now that family's doing time right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then they discuss how much money she will give him for a gun. Okay. So it'll be $1,200 to buy a gun. And then she will have to meet with the hitman to discuss the rest of it. All right. Right. So she, and in this conversation, she sort of agrees to a number of 20 grand and then he says hey i could use an extra couple hundred bucks so she goes and gets him 200 bucks or something nice and but she also gives him twelve hundred dollars to get, get gun. this gun right? right so muhammad then says i don't want to talk about it anymore let's get this shit done with and then we see then in the video which i wish we were a visual podcast because this case is so good if you if you have a chance look up dahlia dipolito Trying to hire a man, hitman for her murder. For her I will look murder. that up after we get done yeah. recording. Um, she, she, her personality is completely different in these videos than she portrays anywhere else. It's, it's who she is. It's, she's a, she's woo. So anyway, let's get this shit done with. He says she hands him twelve hundred dollars in cash, okay. and this is the point where the crime has been committed. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is the crime. Okay, right here, giving him the money. That's the crime. Okay. Okay. Now, in theory. This is it. This should be the end of it. Okay? Right. It is not. So let's move forward. All right. All right. So then Dahlia says, and we never talk about it again, ever. Do we ever talk about it again? And then she gets annoyed with him because he's touching the, 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 uh, he's taking the, the picture from her. Mm -hmm. And she goes, wipe my fucking prints off those fucking pictures. Okay. All right. So this is a woman determined to kill her husband. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So apparently nothing happened on Sunday that was of any import. Um, but on Monday, Mohammed calls Dahlia and tells her that the hitman will be contacting her. Uh, and she doesn't want to go alone. So she asks him to come with her, but they're not sit in the car. Just come with her to the actual stop. Right. So he agrees to go with her, instructs her to keep it close to the vest in the, in the discussion mm-hmm. and to not just get out of there as fast as you can. So she tells him that Michael B, she, they go over some details about that isn't really, aren't really important because Muhammad isn't going to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they're chit chatting, you know, on the phone. And then this is like, she's having these conversations with him on the phone and they're being recorded by the police. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're really not necessarily, they're, they're very incriminating, but they're not necessarily important. Right. Um, for our story. So sorry for bringing him up. So anyway, so later in the day, about three o'clock, the hitman calls her and says he's driving in from Miami and he'd like to meet her and that she should bring three, three thousand as a down payment, as well as a key to her house. Now, the hitman is actually not a Mike either, his, but his name is cool, in my opinion. It's Witty Jean. So it's W-I-D-Y okay. Jean, like, like a pair of blue jeans. Okay. He's a Haitian undercover police officer. And the reason they chose him is because he was, he looked similar to what the Buckwild gang, the gang that she had met okay, earlier okay. looked like. Um, now, the fact that they, she didn't really, ha- they didn't really have to go this far, but they wanted to because they wanted to more proof, basically, that right. she, they wanted to, out of her mouth. A preponderance of evidence, yeah. so to speak. Um, so <sighs> she was a bit nervous about him having a key to her house. She didn't care for that. She thought it would look like make her look guilty if he got caught. Sure. Um, she was also worried about him robbing them because, of course, she doesn't know this guy. But I thought it wasn't about the fucking money. I don't know, Adrian. Maybe it is about fucking money. She's going to spend that money like it's nothing. Go through it like it's butter. Is that what she said? Something like that, yeah. So anyway, she doesn't bring 3000 She only brings like 1000 or something like that. And she's worried that the guy is going to walk away. And then Mohammed says to her, you know, if he doesn't want to do it, then you don't have to go through with it. It's not a big deal. Then you just ask for the money that I got for you back. And then we're on. Okay, I'll pay you this deposit, but I want a receipt for it. <laughs> This isn't about the fucking money. <laughs> yeah, she goes. She gets very, very. When it actually comes down to it, she gets very, very cheap. Like she's like throwing around sums of twenty k and thirty k and stuff. And then when like the guy actually asks for three k, she's like, "No, I'll pay you twenty thousand dollars to kill kill my husband." Cool. I want a three thousand dollar deposit. Eh, how about a one thousand dollar deposit? Yep. So <laughs> they just. So anyway, so the so they go to the place to the place where that they're they go to the place where they are meant to meet him and they park in a Chili's parking lot and it's at that point that the recording device stops working but this is only Mohammed and Dahlia's conversation right maybe she was you know blowing something else where the recorder was I don't know but anyway so she there's no record record of this conversation and so they bring this up later in trial when they're trying to prove something that maybe there was a you know conspiracy between them that they had talked about what she was going to say and whatever but or that he told her or something but right she i clearly clearly based on the conversation she has with witty gene uh-huh. this is not the case yeah well i mean oh yeah maybe he told her well i think if she was if he had told her she would not have had the conversation with the quote-unquote hitman that's what i mean yeah witty that's, gene is the is yeah the, i know but i'm just saying like like, like that, she been like, that no, meeting leaving. would not have occurred yeah. she just would have bounced yeah you know anyway so this this is kind of the description of the 
conversation she had with Witty. So she goes, she walks up to, they meet at a CVS and she walks up to the car and she opens the door and she says, we're staying in here, right? And he goes, yeah. And she climbs into the passenger side. No, we're going to go hang out at the pharmacy. The pharmacist is cool. He's deaf. He doesn't hear anything. So there's a lot of like immediately like the hitman. Mm-hmm. We're just going to call him the hitman because it's quote unquote hitman starts flirting with her. Oh, you're pretty, mm-hmm. you know, and she likes that because she's you, that's how Dahlia right. ma- manipulates everyone through sex and her looks. Right. So he tells her that after this conversation, there won't be he can she cannot get him get a hold of him on the phone that she already got him got a hold of him on because it's a burner phone and that's going away. Mm-hmm. And then he says this hitman. You sure you want to kill this dude? Dahlia, do you really have to just I'd rather be less, you know, she laughed and then she laughs. She's not really sure if she wants to, you know, you know, mm-hmm. so she raises the issue of money and tells him she didn't bring any with her. And then she says, and it's not like I, mean, I have a stash under my pillow. Surprisingly, for someone who allegedly kills people for a living. Oh, well, sorry. Sorry. That was not part of the quote. Sorry. That okay. was my. So she, she's like, I don't have any money. And he's like, that's okay. I'll still do it. Even she's like, I can't give you the 20000 that I said I was going to give you. I can give you six, though. And he's like, that sounds good. <laughs> and she like, she's like okay and she totally believes that this would happen this way like if it was in real life yeah the hitman would never not do it would never wait for money right they would never be like oh you can pay me after they would never this would never happen so then he starts telling her where the money's gonna go which again this is like he's not a very good hitman why is he telling her how what he's gonna spend the money on like like legitimizing him talking i guess okay so Oh man, I'm so glad that you you decided to do this, man. I really want a new no, Range Rover. No, I mean he's telling her like what he's gonna, how he's gonna use the money she gives him to commit the crime. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, right. I don't so. know. I guess it's probably like you know when you go to like the doctor and they're like giving you the checkup and they're <laughs> like, okay, so now I'm gonna bend your elbow to make sure that you don't have a uh, weird disease X and then we're going to, you know, do this thing. And you're just like, I don't, I don't fucking care, dude. Like just do your job and tell me what's wrong afterwards. Okay. <laughs> so they're chatting away and they discuss when he'll do it. Right. Mm-hmm. So they decide that Wednesday morning is ideal. Um, that he could make it look like a robbery, a go- robbery gone bad. Um, she suggests that he wait Mike sometimes takes money out of his account. Probably in that day, he might be taking out $10,000 or something. Ooh, bonus for the hitman. She essentially is like, if you're willing to be paid that way, that that's the way that you could be paid. And he's like, okay. So he says, he gets, so the hitman literally says he gets two in the head and that's it. You know, I'm just saying to you, understand, because I don't know how well you handle pressure. And Dahlia says, I'm a lot tougher than what I look. And him, the hitman says, all right. And Dahlia says, I know what you're thinking. You're like, oh, what a cute little girl, whatever, you know, but I'm not. And she laughs and kind of uncomfortably laughs like, ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. and he goes, yeah, you're beautiful, which is so gross. You know, normally I would, I would give him two to the head and one to the chest, but since you're paying $6,000, I can't really afford that third <laughs> bullet. You know, bullets are expensive, you guys. Um... I'm running a discount this month on third bullet charges and it's only an extra five grand. So, so anyway, so they kind of talk about scenarios and kind of go through stuff. And he kind of says, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. You're the boss, right? And then he said, but then he says, before, between now and when it's done, 
you're not going to have an option to change your mind. Even if you change your mind and then she, he said, we're talking and then she stops him and she says, there's no changing. No, I'm determined already. And he goes, you definitely want to do this? And she says, I'm positive, like 5,000% sure. And he says, okay. So this is... You are 5,000% guilty. (laughs) So... The next day, he calls her up and he says that the bank thing isn't going to happen because apparently the bank was in a different area of the city in a different um, jurisdiction. So the police would have had to work together with someone else. Someone else. Yeah. Okay. To, I don't know, do what they ended up doing. So, all right. Then Wednesday comes around. And hump day. Wednesday is August 5th. And of course, the day that Mike is awoken by the police and they whisk him away to the precinct Mm -hmm. because they've got some work to do, Adrian, because they are going to set up a fake crime scene, which I think you wanted to happen in this case. Oh, yeah, for sure. I I was hoping for that. Like as soon as as soon as you were like, oh, yeah, the the cops are there and your wife's trying to kill you. I was like, oh, is there going to be a fake ass crime scene with fake blood and prosthetics and shit? So no fake blood, no prosthetics prosthetics but they go one step further so what witty john jean and dahlia had discussed witty john and dahlia had discussed was that dahlia would go to the gym and witty would break into the house and shoot mike as if it was a home robbery okay and then she would come home from the gym and she would be shocked oh my god he's dead so instead of her finding him she went to the gym And the police called her up. But before they called her up, they set up crime scene tape. They got a real forensics team. They got blazing tons and tons of police cruisers just hanging about with with blueberries and cherries running all over the place. And even fake news media. I remember you saying last episode that there were a bunch of cameras outside when they went and got him. Now, in addition to the fake news media was another fake news media that wasn't fake. Was it, it CNN? Was cops. Like the TV show cops? The TV show cops. Nice. The TV show cops had made an arrangement with the Boynton Beach Police Department to do a ride-along like they do. Mm-hmm. It just so happened that during this contract stuff, mm-hmm. they, that Dahlia, that Mohammed came in and said, hey, this woman wants to right. do a murder. And Sheridan decided it would be really fucking awesome if the if the cops people just filmed them doing this fake crime scene, okay? Okay. So that is not cops does not fuck this shit up. Okay. Cops is fine. Cops is just there, but the fact that they're involved ties in later on. I have a sneaking suspicion as to what that is, but we'll see. So, after they get everything set up, Detective Ranzi calls Dahlia. Mike Ranzi. No, it's Frank. Sorry, I should have said his name. And he says, hi, this message is for Miss Dipilotti. That's a sick. This is Sergeant Frank Ronzi. Excuse me. Boynton Beach Police Department, Detective Division. I need you to call me as soon as you can, ma'am. It's urgent. So she calls him back immediately because she's not, she's probably not even at the gym. Right. She's probably just sitting around the corner like. With her pumpkin spice latte. Maybe. And so she calls him back immediately and says, ma'am, I need, we, we need, you, I need to talk to you when you come home. It's very urgent. involves your husband. There's been an incident. Okay? Come right back. She says, yeah, I'll come right now. Is he okay? Ma'am, I'll tell you everything you need to know when you get here. Okay? Mm-hmm. Thank you. 
So when she gets there, and this is this is one of the more famous. Like if you if you've seen this, Adrian, you'll recognize it. Okay. Like when you watch these, you will be like, if you were paying, if if you this is one of those things that's just kind of been around and is out there. So she walks up to Randy, who's like this burly, beefy cop, mm-hmm. who's like, and Dahlia's like five seven, but this guy's like a head taller than her, and he's like built to the extreme. Like we're talking like the Rock built. Gotcha. And well, maybe not that much, but he's a built guy, and he takes her and like looks her in the eyes and says ma'am i'm really i'm the one who called you i'm sorry to, i'm sorry that i had to call you listen we had a report of a disturbance at your house and there were shots fired and he asks her if her husband is michael and she says and she nods and he says okay i'm sorry to tell you ma'am he's been killed but before he gets killed and i've seen this video we all if you are into this if you know this case you've seen this video she starts wailing before killed is out of his mouth or when killed is as he's saying it and she starts screaming not in like a what are you talking about she just like falls on the ground now I'm not one who judges people immediately on their reaction. But if you are, if you can't even, don't even hear the whole word yet and you're already like upset, there is something at least suspect there. Mm-hmm. You know, you were expecting this. If not, if nothing else, it was maybe you just kind of thought that he was killed because you're like me who I'm always thinking like, if I'm going to get a phone call that you're dead. Like I always think that. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was just how she was. But at the very most, it's because you know he's dead because you set up him dying, which right. I would never do to you. So. I mean, you say that. So anyway, she collapses. So she's wailing and screaming, and then she collapses into him. And it must have, I mean, if you were there and you weren't sure, if you didn't like have his audio as well as her audio, and you suddenly saw her fall and cry, mm-hmm. you probably thought, oh shit, something really bad happened. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure there were tons of suspects. I mean, there were spectators all over the place, everybody yeah. in their in their compliment. Lots of looky-loos. Yeah. But Randy also had a label cam. A lapel cam? Lapel. Thank you. You're welcome. I always say lapel whenever I see that. You're right. It's lapel. She is screaming, but she's not crying, which is a big indication of Big lying. old crocodile big, tears. Big old lying. Yep. So she she starts saying she wants to see she wants to see Mike. She wants to see him. She wants to get into her apartment. She wants to see him. She wants to see him. She wants to see him. She doesn't believe he's dead. She wants to see him. She wants to see him. She wants to see him. Ramsey won't let her go in, into the place. and But then she's also saying, I'm worried about my dogs, which is okay. You mm-hmm. know, but they're, of course, they're like, we've got your dogs. Don't yeah. worry. You know, we didn't just go, hey, look at the dogs. <laughs> and then they're covered in blood. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> yeah. Like, and so she's just like, she keeps, she just keeps saying, I want to go see my husband. I want to go home. I want to see what's going on. Now, there's, there, you could speculate that she wants to confirm that he's dead, but you could also say well maybe that means she she's doesn't believe that he's dead and she wants she because she didn't do this right but we know she did this because we've seen video right yeah okay well they have anyway yeah we have not at this point yet um but almost from the moment so they put her in the squad car to take her they don't let her drive herself because she's as far as ma'am you're hysterical get in the back of this police car (laughs) you're totally not under arrest (laughs) i don't know if she was in the back but she definitely was like i'm i want to see my husband like not you know just like oh my god like let me see my husband like she wasn't like screaming at the media she was like telling the cops i want to see him so she gets in the car but almost from immediately when she gets in the car she starts talking about people who may have done this okay there's a black guy she just saw near her home to old who told mike he had a nice ride there are his former business associates who know he's been trying to get a promotion and apparently don't like that very much there's the fake detective who left a note on their car mm-hmm. you know she's just throwing ideas out there just throwing the spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks yeah. so police search her vehicle 
And they find that she... Had drugs in the gas tank. She did not. But she had um, a Prada bag with a, with her safety deposit keys in it. Um, and she had a, her cell phone, which is normal. And she had about $33,000 worth of jewelry in her bag. Um, which was pretty much all the expensive jewelry she owned. Let's see. We've got keys. We got some cash. We've got $33,000 worth of jewelry. We've got a handgun. And we've got a receipt from a contract killer. (laughs) But Mike had said that normally Dahlia would take her cell phone to the gym. If that. You know, it's like a bottle of water or whatever. And also, if you remember from the last episode, Dahlia never went to the gym alone. This was the only time. But Mike was also recovering from liposuction so that may have par- had part to do with it but you know for him he was he had noticed that it was odd that she had gone to the gym on her own right so once they're at the police station dahlia continues to offer suggestions for who may have killed her husband she talked about multiple instances of trouble he'd been having because of her mm-hmm. um the people who were mad he was trying to get off probation again um mob guys who he had previously worked for who had still had a grudge oh you know those mob guys they're always holding grudges <laughs> especially about small town crooks who didn't even get busted for their business right and got like 30 years of probation for like not really that massively serious of a crime not that it was bad not that it was good but like it was only like two hundred thousand dollars it wasn't even a million dollars that he stole and he still got 30 years per whatever you know what's better than a million dollars a billion dollars it's not about the money adrian oh yeah it's not about the fucking money (laughs) so and also his business partner who mike supposedly stole money from or owed money to or whatever and also that mike takes steroids and mike 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 and is on and on and on and on and all and on the reasons like you and i'm not saying that it's that this is a thing that is that always happens but a lot of times in the cases where a person murdered their significant other or had a part in the murder of their significant other um there is an immediately deflection, immediate deflection from them, right? So they they go, I have, if, if so if somebody killed Adrian, I would be like, I don't know who tried to kill him. He was my best friend. I love him. I don't know who would want to kill him, right? Right, right. Because like I it would, didn't. It would, it would take like a cop asking you, who do you think might have done this before you start thinking about it? And then you go, well, maybe it was his business partner but or his, the mob people Not that necessarily he knew even then, right? Like right. It, it might take me a really long time to, because like we don't live a life where people are coming after you i guess yeah but also this this happens in lives like ours as well where the like if a man killed his wife he'll be like oh she was definitely just she just started taking drugs and so it was probably some of her low life people that she's been buying drugs from probably a drug deal gone bad and it's like dude you killed her but in this case it's you know she's deflecting she's like mm-hmm. oh everybody else not did me this. not me not me i'm a sweet little girl yep. like she said before i'm this cute little girl so she also, so she's just throwing out whatever. But then she starts thinking and she's like, why would Mike answer the door? Because the police had told her that this guy probably knocked on the door and, you know, shot him at the door or something like that. And she was like, Mike wouldn't answer the door to anybody. We have cameras and shit. He is paranoid, you know? Mm-hmm. But they open the door to the police. 
Right. I mean, but at the same time, he is he's very good with police, right? Like, mm-hmm. he is afraid of police. Mike does not want to be arrested. Right, but he has a good rapport with, and with he has the a good, police. Yeah, so, but she's wondering out loud, but whatever. She's, but then she starts, immediately she starts bitching about Mike, how Mike is stringent, how Mike is has, everything's routine, how he's, you know, because he's trying to stay sober, so he, everything's got to be a certain way, and da 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 And I don't think Mike is pleasant to live with. Don't get me wrong. Right. But I also don't think that that's a reason somebody would kill him. So the fact that she would bring that up at the interview is little is literally super weird. So, so then they're questioning her and they're, you know, kind of not, and she's like, I don't know who would kill him or I do know who would kill him. And Mike's in the other room just watching her. Like he's seen the videos. They've shown him, shown him the videos. He's like, what the fuck, you know? Mm -hmm. And then they, this is something that I don't understand because this is against police procedure, but for some reason they decide to do this. Sheridan brings in witty Jean into the room where she is being questioned and asks her if she knows him. Well, you wouldn't do that because now the guy has seen a witness, right? If she didn't know him, then you just showed a villain a witness. Right. It's kind of not okay, right? Like, but then he asks Witty Jean if Witty Jean knows her. Mm-hmm. And he shakes his head no. Right. And it's just like, this is a weird exchange that I don't understand. It's like something you would see on like a cop drama on yeah. TV. And this is what I mean. Like Sheridan has this idea that he's like this super cop. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, you know. Get, I mean, like they definitely like, the did The television job. show Cops was, was around. And so he wanted to seem like one of those big city television cops. Well, in addition to that, he had her sign the cops waiver without telling her it was the cops waiver. And the guy from Cops was pissed. I bet. He was like, you do not. We go in and we to ask her if she's okay with being on our show. You didn't tell. You, we don't ask cops to do that. That's not okay. We don't do yeah. that. And it like this everything this guy does. And I'm not saying he's a bad police officer. I think just think his head got big. Uh-huh. I think he just got excited because he was going to be on television. Well, I think in that case, like with a like a release like that for for a, a, anything like legally, that's a it, it's a legal document that says I I'm allowing you to put me on your television program kind of thing, right? Which means that, like, I think that, like, you could get that thrown out in civil court. Like, I didn't know what I was signing. I was in a co- cop she shop, and, a- and the police made me sign sign a bunch of things, and, and this was one of the things I signed. That is why the that's why the cops guy was angry about. Yeah, it. I'm sure they actually went back later and had her sign another one after they had um, fully explain to her what was going on right because they wanted to do everything by the book they didn't want oh yeah and i'm not saying that sheridan was off book here but he was certainly trying to like get something he was trying to get a little big for his britches yeah yeah he was trying to secure her her involvement so that he could so that he could be like yeah see i busted this big bad naughty girl you know now that i've been on cops i can go get my own show on discovery (sighs) so immediately after witty leaves Dude puts her under arrest for murder. Do you know her? No. Do you know him? No. You're under arrest. And then and this is, he says, or for solicitation, sorry. So he, go, he goes, you're going to jail today for solicitation of murder. You're under arrest. That's an undercover police officer. So he tells her everything. He tells her, her def- like, we filmed everything you did, recorded everything you did. You're, gonna, you're going to jail for solicitation of first degree murder of your husband. And then she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Like for the next, I don't know, 45 minutes or whatever. She's like, I didn't do anything. I didn't do this. I didn't do this. I didn't do this. She is absolutely, I didn't do this. I didn't do this. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. And then they open the door to the hallway and there's Mike Mike standing there. Yeah. 
And they're like, he isn't dead. They open the door to him. Dahlia immediately starts trying to get Mike to come to her. She's like, oh my God. Oh my God, you're still alive. She's like, come here, please. Like, totally. She starts like trying to get, suck him back in. Mike, come here. Mike, come here. Oh my God, come here, come here. And he's like, I can't. You can't fix it. And she's like, why not? Why not? I didn't do anything. And Mike's like, I heard you. And she's like, Mike, come here. Come here. But he doesn't go to her. Good. So they arrest her and put her in jail. And later that night, she calls Mike and essentially tries to continue this. I didn't do it. They did all this stuff to me. And Mike, on the call, Mike says, listen, I don't know how you're going to actually have the nerve to sit here and lie to me now. I don't understand. I fucking heard you say it, Dahlia. I saw your fucking mouth do it, okay? I can't help you even if I wanted to. You wanted to. Do you get it? And she's like, why don't you want to? Ooh. That's she kept asking, you're not trying. That's why don't you why don't you help me? Why don't you help me? Why won't you help me? You're not even trying. That's the reaction of somebody who's used to getting whatever she wants. Yep. So he's like, what can I possibly do for you? I don't get it. What could I do? And she goes, you're not even trying. And he's like, trying what? I'm fucking sitting here like a dumbass. Like, and then she's like, I love you. And he's like, I can't help you. Oh, she said, everyone treated me awful. He's just like, I don't want to help you. And she's like, basically, then he says, I'll tell you what, I'll help you if you sign my house back over to me. Because at this point, and everyone's like, oh, this shows that Mike only cares about his house. No, she tried to fucking kill. She wanted to kill him. Yeah. She well, wanted him I mean, murdered. To start with, she wanted to frame him so that she could get all of his everything. And then when that didn't work, she tried to kill him so that she could get all of his everything. Exactly. And he's like, I want my, give me my house back so I don't have to sue you, was all he was saying. Yeah. If you give me my house back so I don't have to sue you, I will take care of your mom. That's what he says. Yeah. I'll take care of your mom. I'll make sure your mom's okay. And she's like. I can't believe you're not helping me. And he's like, you tried to have me killed. And she's like, that's not true. And he, and that's what I love about Mike. The second this, all this shit happened, he's like, you're a liar. You're a fucking liar. As soon as she was proven to him to be a fucking liar, Mm -hmm. like without a doubt, he was done. Nothing. I can't trust a word that comes out of your damn mouth. Yep. And then so later they ask, Mike says, this is a quote from later on. Mike says, everyone asks me why I answered the phone. Which is a good question. Yeah, it is a good question. How could I not answer the phone, he says. I had to take that call. In my mind, I'm thinking that any normal person would be honest. Give me some truth. But she gave me the opposite. All lies. I couldn't believe she called me, to be honest with you. I pro- I was probably her third phone call. Then she was calling me at what she... Then she's calling me at what she had just told people was her house. When I met her, she had a bag of clothes. If she would have done the right thing, I would have helped her. Just to be done with her. So... Sounds like Mike finally wised up. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, it took his wife trying to kill him to do it. Okay. We're not done. We are not done. Okay. Because the next day, the public information officer and the chief of the Boynton Beach Police Department decided that the video that was taken by the police of them setting up the fake crime scene for Dahlia Mm -hmm. should be put up on the internet. I, what, I, owie, my brain hurts. They wanted it, so it's, it took like less than 12 hours for it to go viral. Yeah, I imagine. Whatever happened to the whole, this is an ongoing investigation, we're not allowed to talk about that. So, the reasoning behind this was that- It's gonna be on cops anyway. No, because it was on a public street, anybody could have made a similar video, and they were, so that made them justified. That makes absolutely no sense. Now- the prosecutor in this case thinks that they just wanted some control over it. They wanted to be the ones that controlled it. But I look at it as 
they wanted to I don't I mean I don't really know why they did. It. I guess they probably did it for the reasons they said they did it because somebody else could have Yeah, but those reasons are dumb. But the problem with this is that the jury pool is now zero. Zero. Yeah. So to say that's going to come back and bite them in the ass is an understatement. So now, when state attorney Michael Nicolith learned that the vid- about the video, he was pissed. I bet. Dahlia's attorney, Michael Salnick, Yay! was, I think, a little less bummed out about it. Well, I would imagine. Um, but also had decided that... Hey, did you see that video? Okay, you're disqualified. Hey, did you see that video? Okay, you're disqualified. <laughs> Mistrial! So he started talking about how she was a battered woman. We're going back to this, whatever, the stuff she was telling Mohammed and stuff she told Mike Stanley right. about what about Mike DiPolito being an abusive guy, about being on steroids, about being controlling, all this stuff. So this was going to be her her defense, okay? Okay. But it wasn't going to be that good of a defense. Dahlia was a very strong personality. Mm-hmm. I think she wanted to do, I think they all wanted to do the battered wife thing. Okay. But the battered wife thing wasn't really going to turn out because she was, there was no real physical proof proof of it. Yeah. Mike, maybe, maybe Mike was abusive. Who knows? I don't think but so, though. But at this point, it's all hearsay from what she told other people. And also, there's proof from almost the beginning of their relationship that she was attempting to destroy uh, him destroy him yeah and so instead they came up with something like you had said before about sheridan they decided or dahlia decided that she would change her story completely and decided that instead of saying that mike was abusive to her she would say mike was manipulating her and that they were trying to Get their own reality show. Oh my God. Are you serious? I'm serious. Are you, oh, are you, oh my God. Earlier when I said, I think I know where this is going. Uh-huh. This is exactly what I was thinking. Like they're playing the cops people, the cops TV show people to like leverage it into a reality show of their own. Is that what, what, what she's saying? She essentially, that was what they ended up coming up oh with. Oh my God. <laughs> so... What she said was that Mike wanted to be famous. Mike liked like the breakup show or Cheaters or whatever. Okay. Remember Cheaters? Y- sure. It was an obnoxious show where the guy used to get punched all the time because they would set up um, scenarios where basically a woman would, a woman or a man would try to trap their partner into cheating on them, and then the guy would come up and be like. The host would be like, you got, you're on cheaters, you're a cheater. And then like he got beat up all the time because people are like. Pissed. Yeah. yeah. So, so apparently Mike dug this show, but they also said that he liked like Jersey Shore and stuff, but Jersey Shore wasn't actually on until after the crime happened. So they were never able to prove that. But so Mike, because he liked reality shows was like, well, if they can do it, why can't I do it? I'm much more good looking and interesting than them. Right. So, you know, Mike, we know Mike is a little bit. Full of himself. He was getting liposuction. Sure. He, well, in preparation for his new reality show that was inevitably going to come yeah. out. So Mike, power hungry for fame, uh, roped Dahlia and Mohammed. Mohammed, who was actually a part-time actor on occasion mm. and actually was in burn notice, if you care. Um, and also got some unnamed Boynton Beach police officers in on the, on the scheme. <coughs> So basically, Dahlia was meant to pretend to hire someone to kill her husband. And then that would somehow turn into a reality show. Okay, the only thing that could make me more angry and frustrated about this is if the jury went for it. 
That's not the case. Okay. Case. okay. Thank God. <laughs> so, Thank God. Not everyone in Florida is weird and crazy. So, no, they're definitely not. So, but part of that is that there was never any mention of this reality show until trial. There's never, no, no, not a single thing on in, during the time because she went to trial in, two, or she, the crime was committed in 2009 and the trial started in 2011. Okay. Okay. So, no one said anything about this reality show stuff until the trial started or at least until they were leading up to the trial Mm -hmm. so and also everything started to kind of fall together to make it clear that dahlia was trying to destroy michael so the paralegal which we mentioned in the last episode okay the guy who they met on the stairs of miami of the miami dade courthouse yeah the quote unquote paralegal just like so livid about and it turned out this was a guy who went to dahlia's mother's church who sold luggage. Oh my God, I'm so surprised. Yeah. The guy that didn't meet you in his office in City Hall or wherever they were meeting at was not what he said he was. Exactly. I'm so surprised, you guys. And then Dahlia was... Can I can I reiterate again my advice from the last episode? Yes. Never trust somebody that you don't meet in an office somewhere. Even then you shouldn't meet, it, tr- necessarily trust them. But like if you're meeting somebody like in the lobby of a building or in the stairwell of a building. Especially the stairwell. Don't fucking trust that person to, to be what if they say they them, are. If you meet someone in the lobby and they don't take you up to an office. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Don't trust that person. Don't trust that person. So you're absolutely correct. And you also shouldn't trust women like Dahlia who are sexting their ex-boyfriends about how much they want to bang them while talking about how they want to destroy their current husband and asking you to make spoof phone calls, accusing him of selling drugs like she did, like Mike Stanley did. Right. So Mike Stanley and her had this massive text relationship that did not include any discussion of reality shows or even Mike liking reality shows. It was just, oh, sexy, 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 sexy stuff. And please make a phone call for me today. Mohammed and her never spoke about any reality show. She never spoke in every, I mean, they were recording a private conversation and he was aware of it, but he didn't know about the, the camera. And they could have easily been, you know, writing down things or whatever. See, the thing about this this whole ploy of her and her defense team is like the only reason it would work is if everybody that was involved with it would go along with it. Mike's not going to go along with this. Like, hey, you remember how I tried to get you killed? Yeah, I'm going to try and get uh get off, uh get 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 exonerated of all my charges. Um as long as you, you know, uh, go along with saying that it was all fake for uh, uh, a reality show that you want to start. Why Why? Why would he go along with that? Well, he didn't. Well, I mean, <laughs> obviously he didn't. But I mean, like... And neither what, did Mohammed. Why, why in the world would you think that, that anybody was going to go along with that? Well, this is... They, well, the thing about the defense... When you're a defense attorney, you don't have to prove anything. You just have to... You just have to reasonable sow seeds doubt. of doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So this- Except for your, your s- s- seeds of reasonable doubt go out the fucking window as soon as the prosecution calls Mike to the stand and says, Hey, did you do this as a prank as a way to get a reality show? And he says, No. <laughs> Which is what happened. Yeah. Mike was an impeccable witness. And I'm not going to get into his... T- into his... Um, testimony but it's pretty great and he comes across as a good dude and he also calls the defense attorney a parrot because the guy keeps talking about probation and mike's like dude 
you, you, you're a parrot. And the guy's like, I'm a parrot? And he's like, you're a parrot. And it's fucking great. It's a great exchange. Nice. So if you want to see some good... Some good... Uh, some good court drama. Some good court drama. Look up Mike DiPolito parrot. Well, needless to say, the jury didn't buy it. Well, I should hope so. Um, or I should hope not. <laughs> in June of 2011, they it took them less than three hours to convict her of solicitation. And she was sentenced to 20 years in prison. Okay. Now, she was... Okay, so that it's still not over. This is a kind of a a little extra as the bonus facts. Bonus facts. So um, almost immediately, um, about about less than a month later, she uh, was released from prison pending an appeal. Um, and then a week later, uh, the prosecutor on the case, uh, the woman who wrote the book that we used for our main source, okay. actually left um, the prosecutor's office and became a private attorney. A private defense attorney, and she actually represented Mike DiPolito for a while. I don't know if she still does, but at the time of her writing her book, she did represent him. Um, on September 24th, 2011, Cops aired the episode that featured the case, um, and it was entitled Smooth Criminal. Okay. So if you're look, interested in finding that Cops episode, it's called Smooth Criminal. Uh, and then, of course, in 2014, you're going to hate this, Adrian. Oh, I'm on pins and needles. Dahlia's conviction was overturned. Now, it was overturned because the the court deemed that the trial court erred by denying Dahlia's request to individually question prospective jurors about their exposure to pretrial publicity. Okay. Which we are not shocked about because right. of the thing. Yeah. Because of the video that they released. Um, they didn't... Oh. And because they denied her request to strike the entire jury pool after all the jurors heard an allegation that DiPolito had attempted to poison her husband. So this is something that happened. Mohammed had told the police that Dahlia had mentioned that she had tried to poison Mike with my favorite poison because there's just so many cases, antifreeze. And... Clearly it didn't work. And the reason it didn't work is because Mike tasted the drink. She'd mix him up a drink and mm-hmm. he spit it out immediately and didn't, and didn't care for it. When Mike was asked about this incident, he actually said that he remembered it because he thought it was because it was after he got his liposuction and he thought it might have been, he may have been sick because of the liposuction or he may mm-hmm. not have liked things because of the liposuction mm-hmm. or like the taste because of that. But he had ulcers in his mouth for days after and his he was sick for a while so she most likely did right. did try to poison him however the jurors found that out because but through a news report or something like that ah. and so it made them more or less biased against her mm-hmm. now with all of the obnoxious you know clear evidence that they that the prosecution put against her that they would pick out these two things is beyond me but at the same time this is what appellate courts are for and they want everyone to get a fair trial right uh she did she her first retrial ended in a hung jury in florida you only need six jurors on a jury and it was three to three so split right down the middle and then sometime in 2016 dahlia gave birth to a son while on house arrest because her house arrest was with her mother she lived with her mother um i would just like to say that neither michael stanley nor mohammed were the father of the child i don't know who the father of the i mean there is a news report that says who he is i don't think it matters right i don't think we care no just some other guy who some other michael probably i i should have checked just in case it was another michael that would have been amazing so in june 2017 dahlia was once again convicted 
Okay. You'll be happy to know that it took them half the time it took the first jury, an hour and a half nice. um, of solicitation. Uh, after the conviction, Mike said he was 5,000% happy <laughs> with the verdict. And I adore him for that. Yep. Um, she appealed once again, or she was sentenced to 16 years, and she and then she appealed again. And But in March of this year, 2019, her conviction was upheld, and she will remain in jail until 2032, right about the time Mike gets off probation. <laughs> Just uh, womp womp. Womp womp. As for Mike... Uh, in tw- September 2017, there was a bunch of news reports. Everyone was so happy because he found love again with a woman named Gloria. Uh, as of that news report, they were engaged. I'd seen, I found nothing stating that they had broken up or that they had divorced. Or, And to be honest, I hope that they haven't. I hope that everything is going well. She was a be- very beautiful woman. And Mike is, uh, attracts very beautiful women. So lucky, good for him. He's, yeah, good also, for him. he's also now a realtor. So Dipolito Realty. <sighs> nice. And that... My friends, is the story of the Dipolitos. That's nuts. I'm just happy that no one died. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, And Mike is so great. Like, there are so many good Mike quotes that if we could do a whole show on Mike, good Mike quotes. Because he really, like, for him, his big thing was that he didn't care for the fact that she kept lying. Oh, I imagine, yeah. For him, he was very much, um, he talks about how when he did what he did, he was honest about it. He got it off his chest. He admitted to it. And because of that, he did his time. Mm-hmm. He did his time with his head down. And he felt like she should do that too, but she just won't. And he said, he, he makes fun of the reality show stuff all the time. <laughs> uh, well, at least he's, you know, got a good good nature about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Mike is great. I mean, five, I'm 5,000% happy that yep. she's convicted. Like, he's he's a good dude. And I'm, I'm glad that he, and uh, that he's doing it. I'm glad that he's living his life. Maybe he's not a good dude, but he seems like a, like a good, fun guy to party with with at the very least you know yeah no doubt well maybe not because he doesn't drink i would assume yeah but at least he's fun to have around maybe mm-hmm. he does pool parties and stuff but and probably a damn good realtor yeah but you might get it yeah anyway that's mike and i'm glad that he's alive yeah if you're out there mike depleto and you're listening to this good for you man good for you for getting away from dahlia yeah no doubt keep on keep it on yeah keep on keeping on man and i hope you are able i hope it doesn't i, I hope he was able to get off probation early I would really... yeah that's that's kind of the 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 one down note of this whole yeah. story is this poor guy did something i mean i'm not saying that what he did wasn't wasn't bad but like it wasn't you know eight million years of probation bad yeah. and it so that kind of it kind of sucks that like even though you know now he's ostensibly living the good life He's still on probation. He still has to check in with a probation officer, et cetera, et cetera, and will be doing so until his wife who tried to murder him gets out of jail. Yeah. I mean, if she had gone to jail in 2009 or in 2011, she would have gotten out of jail because she got 20 years then. Mm-hmm. She would have gotten out of jail before he was off probation. Yeah, that's... That's weird, yeah. right? Like, I don't know. What are you going to do? Exactly. Anyway, so... Let's get out of here. Okay. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us. Uh, we really appreciate all the listens every month. Really sorry that we've been kind of behind. We had lots of vacation and technical difficulties and brain difficulties, and we're just glad that you're sticking with us. Um, if you'd like to email us, uh, you can email us at into the basement host at gmail.com with any comments or ideas for episodes. I'll always take those. Um, if you'd like to follow us on Instagram, it's into the basement podcast. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, it's into the basement on Twitter. 
And we don't have a Facebook page, but that's because neither of us are on Facebook. If you would be interested in us having a Facebook page, please let us know. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much again. And have a great night. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.